Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, the life of your family, and in the lives of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 57, number 57, and is titled, All Nations Shall Call You Blessed. The title is found in Malachi chapter 3, verse 12, in the King James Bible, and I'll read it to you. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, thank you very much, folks, for tuning in to this podcast show. This is Preacher John. I'm recording this show in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I do this every Saturday late afternoon, early evening. After spending the entire day with the Lord, I spend Saturday as the Sabbath, which it is. <laughs> the seventh day, God works six days. He was a hard worker. God worked six days, and then he took the seventh day off, and he rested. And when I work six days a week, I rest also on the same day that the Lord rested. Kind of a novel idea, huh, in today's world? Many people go out and play on a Saturday, but my play is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's something I never used to talk about and never used to do, but about four, in May, uh, May 3rd, uh, 4th, 5th, um, Friday, the first week of May in 2017, right about four years ago now almost, on a Friday morning, I was talking to the Lord in my prayer time, morning prayer time, and the Lord said, tomorrow, which would have been a Saturday, I want you to take the day off, and I want you to spend it with me. I want you to use it as a Sabbath unto me. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> He's the boss, right? And I have been doing that every Saturday for four years now. I think I've messed up two or three times and went out and ministered, and I have repented to the Lord for doing something that he asked me not to do even that way. Now, he honored the ministry, but I didn't feel good for the rest of the week. So I'm happy to do what I'm doing here on this Sunday prayer letter. I don't consider this work. I consider this being in the Spirit of the Lord. It takes me about two and a half to three hours every Saturday to write the letter. Then it takes another hour or a little bit better than an hour and 30 minutes to put the show up onto the podcast host, to edit it, to uh, put it on the website, to do all the things necessary in the back areas that people don't see. So I put in about five hours uh, of this service to the Lord on Saturday. And I've been doing this since December of 2018. So we've been trucking right along here. I have not missed a Sunday yet or Saturday yet either. So I liked the doing the show. I didn't do the show for quite a long time because it just kind of got in the way. I didn't know exactly what the Holy Ghost wanted me to do with this podcast. But I had several people ask if you can record your letter because it is a very long letter. Most of my letters are in the 2,000-word area. And in a typical paperback book, that's somewhere around five or six pages. So these are fairly lengthy letters. Uh, I 
I don't know why they're so long, but they are. So that's why these shows are 20 to 30 minutes long, because it takes 20 minutes to, re to read a script of 2,000 words. If it's closer to 2,500 words, then it's 25 minutes. If it's 3,000 words, it's 30 minutes, plus the intros and the outros and all that kind of stuff. But I appreciate you being here. So when I use the Sunday prayer letter for the show today, every podcast, I also we also use the Sunday prayer letter for our church, Gospel Evangelist Church, which we're building off the streets here in Boulder and in eight other cities, a total of nine cities we're working in. And we have a house churches that we're building right now. We had two, but we're back down to one. We grew a little too fast. We're in one house church every Wednesday, and soon we'll be meeting on uh, actual church assembly. But uh, right now we're meeting on the street still. It's not because of what's going on, but because we are a street ministry, and the street ministry is what is uh, building Gospel Evangelist Church, because it's a missionary-type church. And so the Sunday prayer letter is used for our preaching on Wednesdays, our preaching on Sundays, and preaching throughout the week. If you listen to any of my YouTube videos, you'll notice that I use the Sunday prayer letter topic or the scriptures throughout the week. And not every day, but in most days I do. So I use the script as our show, so let's just jump right in now with all that rambling. Sorry. The top of the letter it says all nations shall be all nations shall call you blessed. Malachi 3:12. I read it one more time. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. In the letter I have greetings friend. It's a great day in Jesus. We who call Jesus our savior and lord can easily say that we are blessed because we know that we have eternal life and that we have overcome the world and hell. Therefore, it is a great day in Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us Jesus Christ because of believing in your only begotten Son. We may have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us and setting us free from hell and death. And thank you for sending the promise of the Father, the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for filling us and giving us the power to be a witness in the world until Jesus comes. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. This letter will be quite a bit different. Uh, and I'm going to, as I go through, let me just back up just a little bit here. When I read my letter as a script, I put in little bits and pieces that are not in the letter. Uh, you can read the letter as I'm speaking, but you'll have to really stay alert because I'll add pieces in that you're going, where's he, where's he at now? Where's he at now? And I've noticed you can get sort of confused. So you can either read it or listen, uh, but just be alert that I do add bits and pieces in just like I'm doing right now because the letter says this letter will be quite a bit different. And I took off in a sidebar. <laughs> But I, I, I like doing that because it allows me a little bit of freedom, where on the letter I don't have much freedom, you know. And on the outside, on the streets, I don't have a lot of freedom doing my YouTube because I only have about 20 minutes to really get the message out. And here, it's, I can really go as long as I want. I, there's no timeline. Uh, really, there's no timeline. But uh, I don't go for hours. I know a lot of podcasters go for an hour or sometimes two hours or 
I, you know, I, I just get through the letter. I pray and I say, adios and, uh, get on with your day. Okay. <laughs> but I want to do, I do want to interject that this letter is much different than any of my other letters. Okay. And I've got a several paragraphs right here describing why it is so different. And another sidebar, I've got this Trader Joe's, uh, what is it, red? Uh, yeah, red zinger, because it's red. <laughs> red zinger with uh, raw honey in it. Man, I tell you, it is so good. Mm. Man, that tastes good. It kind of reminds me of being up in uh, Nederland on Friday. That was snowing all day on in Nederland. It was uh, pretty frosty, too. All right, we'll get back to our letter now. Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> so this letter will be quite a bit different. The Holy Spirit wants me to talk about giving. And this is a topic that I push back on. Because to me, giving is like brushing your teeth or going to the restroom. Why do ministers need to talk about something that is so obvious and so beneficial to every giver? I don't really understand it. I do understand the perversion and the manipulation of Scripture by some ministers to force people to giving to their own lusts. I was involved in the prosperity gospel for many years and saw firsthand great perversion and selfish gains. I suppose I must have vowed secretly to never talk about giving, prosperity, word of faith, and anything that these type of ministers talked about. Thus, this is the reason, this is, this is the reason why uh, right now, <laughs> as I'm writing this and doing this show, I am struggling greatly. I, I can't tell you how hard this is for me. It's just one of the most difficult topics for me personally as a minister to talk on. I, it just is. So please bear with me as the Spirit of God helps me overcome this wrong teaching of the Word of God. To clarify, I have never ever been a minister that preached that people need to give to me or my ministry. I hate that. If someone wants to give, they ought to be given to God, not to man. God will tell you where to put your fruits and your money. I pray that I never ask for money. Even when people try to get me to ask, I refuse and tell them, do what God tells you to do, not man. Giving is found in the Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Why giving needs to be talked about and preached on and taught on is to me like talking to a child who needs to have their diapers constantly changed. Do you get it? Probably not. I'm being moved by the Spirit to teach and write on this topic of giving. My preferred topic is salvation. Are you saved? If not, simply give Jesus a call. What are you waiting for? He truly is standing by to take your call. I love saying that because it brings a smile to my face because I get so tired of people who need to quote dozens of scriptures to the unsaved. I see it this way. One, have people praying for your soul. Two, read a big portion of the Holy Bible, King James Version. Three, pray and ask Jesus to save you. <laughs> This is exactly what I did to get saved. I had people praying for my soul. I read five hours of the Holy Bible. Then I laid in my bed and I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And I got saved. 
I got freed of, of uh, drug addiction. I got my will back. I got my fear taken away from me, uh, the fear of man, the fear of everything. I was scared, living in fear continuously because of the drugs, and I just became a new person. I looked different. People even said, John, what happened to you? I mean, I was a different person. After I got saved, to me, Jesus is real, and that's why I know Jesus is real, because I have never been the same since. That was 47 years ago. So I suppose, to me, personally speaking, Jesus is real. Do I need to prove that Jesus is real to you, my friend? Well, that's between you and God. If you need proof, then you probably have too much doubt in your life. Lay that doubt down. Have people pray for you, read a big portion of Scripture, and then pray and ask Jesus to save you. Yep, this is exactly what I did to get saved. If this is too simple, then keep looking for the hard and the difficult way. The way is easy. It's not difficult nor hard to do. It's all faith. It's all faith. Very, very simple. Now let's move on. In our previous Sunday prayer letter titled, Be Ready to Every Good Work, we continued on a series through the book of Titus. There were four letters written in this series. I highly encourage you to peruse each of these letters, either by reading them or by listening to the podcast of each of the episodes. The podcast is slightly different due to the spontaneity of the medium. What I'm going to do in this Sunday prayer letter which is titled, All Nations Shall Call You Blessed, is list out 12 verses from the book of Malachi. And then I'll talk about a couple key things in regards to giving. Please understand that Malachi is referenced in the New Testament, even though Malachi is in the Old Testament. Therefore, it must be an important book, right? So here we go. I'll be separating each verse from the other to give proper time to slowly and deliberately read each scripture. Remember, we are reading the counsel of God, not of man. Also take note that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger And he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. This talks about John the Baptist and what his ministry was. Therefore, to me, this starts a dialogue that every believer in Jesus Christ should know about. John the Baptist was an important figure in God's plans for earth and for us, the born-again child of God. Malachi 3, verse 2. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. John the Baptist said that Jesus shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Malachi 3, verse 3. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, 
and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. I look at this a little differently than some. What I see is that we give a full and whole offering of ourselves to God and receive righteousness through the blood of the Lamb of God. Even John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Malachi 3, 4 Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. Excuse me. <clears throat> Pardon me, I didn't mean to do that to you, but life goes on, right? I don't edit these shows. What you hear coming out of me is what comes out of it and stays on the show. <laughs> Let me read 3 and 4 one more time. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. Now this is very interesting. Jesus is in the line of Judah, and Jerusalem is very important to our future. Plus, look at the words, in the days of old, as in former years. Could this be talking about the days of Adam and Eve before they made that fatal decision to sin? Do you see that giving is a part of the plan of God? Giving comes out of love. Therefore, if someone says they love God and love people, then don't give. What does that mean? Hmm. Malachi 3, verse 5. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Can you hear Jesus saying this? I sure can. Be alert, my friends. Jesus is more than just love. Hmm. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hmm. This is also something that Jesus said. Do you remember Jesus saying this? Where is that in the Bible? Malachi 3, verse 7. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Here is where revivals are. We revive the people who left Jesus and went into the world. They have gone away and chased after their lusts, and shunned God's commandments. Therefore many have stopped giving, and preaching, and ministering, and witnessing. Another alert here. Malachi 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. 
When a believer turns away from God, I can see that they could be titled a robber. They have robbed God of His opportunity to love them and to give to them. Just like when a spouse turns their back to their old, back goes back to their old ways. Just like when a spouse turns back to their old ways of being single. How sad. This comes typically from the tempter constantly pushing on the weak areas of one's life. This is also where the armor of God could be used. Stay awake. Malachi 3, verse 9. Ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. People think all is fine if they sin and love the world. Do you really believe that? If so, then the word of God is not in you. Study the word of truth, specifically the King James Bible. For instance, I have been around a very long time and thus been taught out of numerous Bibles. Then many years ago, the Lord brought me into the King James Bible and directed me to stay here in this word. And I have. The result is my faith has greatly grown. However, the frustration is when I try to look up a Bible verse. I still have decades of other Bibles in my brain and thus can't seem to find what I'm looking for. Now, if all of my 47 years would have been solely in the KJV, King James Version, then I would not be so frustrated and have so much doubt that I had to overcome. Doubt is what the devil sows into people by using lots and lots of different Bibles, all saying things in different ways. Be alert. Malachi 3, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. To me, this scripture is so utterly clear that I can't believe that people argue with me about what it says. In fact, I'm not even going to add any more discussion here. Next verse. Malachi 3.11 and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Why is it that believers come to me by the thousands, complaining about their life? Could it be somewhere right around these scriptures? Take a long, hard look. Malachi chapter 3, verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Nations are people. When you see or hear word of faith preachers preaching and ministering the pure word of God, unselfishly laying their life down, people often call those ministers blessed. Isn't that interesting? Are people calling you blessed? Let's pray again.
Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us opportunity to give. Thank you for teaching us by your Spirit how to give and how to receive. Your Word is clear concerning giving and receiving. Help us, Holy Ghost, to do what God has instructed His children to do. Show each one of us the importance of giving. and Let us know what would happen if we continue not to give. May we humbly ask you, Holy Ghost, give us the power to give mightily and abundantly and bountifully, fully and completely by faith and help our unbelief. In our Savior's name, Jesus Christ, we graciously pray. Amen. The letter is signed, Sowing the Seed, with my initials, J.C., and below my initials are three verses. Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. Proverbs 3, 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Romans eleven sixteen, For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Amen and amen. All right, folks, there you go. This is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, April 17th, 2021. 529 p.m. from Boulder, Colorado. It's written by John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, founding pastor, missionary. God bless you, my dear friends. I pray that you live a big life in the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you.